Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things. But when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and a happy Wednesday to you. Uh, great to connect with all of you, as always. Uh, if you're new to the program, welcome. Glad you found us. Um, if you're subscribed, returning, regular or frequent listener, um, thanks for the support. Thanks for hanging out with us for a while. Uh, if you're new, I am the host, Michelle Mache. And if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like to get a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad, and that gets you on air. Um, also, all things awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, that's best place to get in touch is awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or awakeningsradio at gmail.com. Take your pick. Wow. Okay. So uh, we have a great guest coming up, the second half of the program, Lama Paldin uh, Droma. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, something that I really like that's near and dear. I've had some great results with it great experiences i guess is also actually a better way tonglen meditation i first learned about it with Thich Nhat han so uh, we'll be diving into that i think it's something that's so needed right now so if you have any questions later about meditation or now about meditation you can ask me uh second half of the program is our time with our awakenings guests and uh, if you want more information about me, you can go to soulplayground.life. have a lot of uh, free gratis tools there, soul path tools, um, soul path support, and um, as well as uh, tools on meditation, meditations you can download, and my book and CDs, Meditation for Everyday Living. So if that's something that interests you, hello those that are starting to get in the chat and also on the phone lines. Again, that number, 347-539-5122. If you have a question, a comment, or want a reading, and press 1 on your keypad. Um, oh, oh, also, since we are like such a community, many of you, um, and I am going to be getting back to YouTube my YouTube channel. Um, I just, if those of you that know me well or, or you know, been following me on Insta or Facebook, you're part of the community, you know, my happenings, my lovely, lovely fur baby, Yoshi, has had a lot of health challenges at 15. Um, not horrible, really bad, but it's, it's extra, you know. I'm kind of like her eyes, ears, and feet at this point, although she can sometimes walk with a little sling in her back leg. So that's taking the extra time that I would have been, would be putting, but I am planning for August um, to jump back in with the pick a card and 
uh, channelings and tune in for each sign. So stick around and also join us in, on me on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, especially Insta and Facebook. I'm really active on those, and I answer a lot of questions and just overall chit-chat and on our Awakenings with Michelle Mache page and our Awakenings group, um, which has got some really good insights and information, really good posts. And just a little note on that, some of you that go there, it's really not about advertising. It's really about sharing, connecting and sharing. But you can let people know what you're doing. I mean, if you're a tarot reader or, you know, um, psychic medium and channel, healer, or maybe you're a doctor, or maybe, you know, whatever your field is, it, just in the context of sharing, just think about if you were sharing with a friend, you know, you wouldn't do this, like, PSA announcement or ad, right, 60-second ad or 30-second ad. Um, so it's more about what can you share. And then if people feel a resonance or those that do feel a resonance, you can bet they'll contact you. They'll, they'll click on your at name and um, check you out. And so we don't really need to do that. I mean, it's the same with on the podcast. I've talked to some guests, not in a long time, but years ago, that were very salesy. And I'm like, look, people in the chat or online are already buying your book or your product if they like you or they're already signing up, you know. So we don't really need to sell things. So this, we can let people know what we're doing. And we could even say, hey, it'd be great for you. I'd love to see you there or have you a part of it. But, you know, kind of it's not multi-level marketing. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I don't want to get any emails or, you know, whatever. But it's just not the main focus. You know, it's kind of a byproduct. That's why a lot of times I forget to say, hey, you can work with me personally by going to info at soulplayground.live. I get a lot of, how do we find you? How do we work with you? What, you know, it's like go to my website, you know, check it out, and email me. You know, the, the email is on the site or workshop. You know, I'm totally into that. I love working with people. I'm open to new people, working, guiding new people on a soul level. Um, but if I forget to mention it. Sorry, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> How's that? So a couple things I want to touch upon um, before our guest comes on. Uh, great, we've got callers in the queue wanting questions. Again, 347-539-5122 is the number, and press 1 on your keypad. Uh, so I... Uh, did a post about intuition, and believe it or not, even me, as a born psychic, very intuitive, psychic medium, psychic channel, very accurate, in my own life, sometimes I don't even listen, or I'll get a flash. It happened last night. I had a flash, because Yoshi's on the side of our bed, you know, and I had a flash, oh God, she could fall, roll over, because she's been a little more wobbly, wiggly, you know, and she can't stabilize. And and I thought, well, I'll, I'll I'll be able to catch it, or you know, it won't happen. And thud, I heard early morning, and she oh, and she was shivering and so out of it. And I was like, oh my god, it happened. These little flashes. So I, you know, certain things. I mean, mostly I really do. I'd say you know, ninety upper ninety, listen to my higher self, and you know, for better or worse, on an ego level, because the ego doesn't always like what is coming from the soul or is, is, you know, generated by that expanded aspect of our being, the, the more conscious, the part that always remembers and it feels the connection. 
So I guess I want to just say not to beat yourself up, but to start, you know, make a concerted effort. Really make an effort now, especially with these very, very intense and transformative energies on the planet, planetary energies, if you're looking astrologically, if you're looking numerically, you know, if you're looking at the trends, there's just a very, very strong focus, push energetically and by circumstances for us all to trust more our inner guidance and our body, our body wisdom. That is, it's embodying it, thinking about it, that higher frequency energy or more expanded, you know, the new age, new paradigm, Aquarian age is, co- you know, we've got a anchoring it as Uranus and Saturn. And now we have Taurus in Uranus, right? And so it's all about anchoring these higher frequency energies. It's about embodying, living, not just in a seminar or workshop or with certain friends or when you're in session or you're getting your Reiki or pranic healing or energy healing, no, it's about not just when there's problems or you don't know what to do in a relationship or job or career or living situation or your health. It's how do you embody this higher frequency or more expanded frequency energy daily? How does the default position or alignment become heart-soul, gut-knowing, body, instinctual awareness, the heart connected, connected to the soul, living more from the soul, Less and less and less from wounding, less and less from trauma bonding, less and less from what's been passed on, like you need to do it this way, you need no, are you checking in? So you're 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 navigating your life through your truly through your inner GPS, your inner compass, your sonar, right? The tuning fork, you know that you're this tuning fork, you're getting it attuned and tuned and tuned in, aligning. You know, all these metaphors greatly describe that we are these receivers as well as broadcasters. But a receiver is only as good as the, you know, the, the technology or the, the device, right? Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an up-leveling, I call it, of our inner and outer software. Many of you have been hearing me say this since, I don't know, 2007 or so. But that's what's happening, and it's very exciting. But here's a little shortcut, if you will, is instead of trying to figure and think things out, it's tune in and let it be revealed. Receive the information. Receive, because one thing I've really been looking at, and of course many you know, spiritual teachers, masters know this, that have been working on this, and it's in so many you know, doctrines and principles and, you know, modalities of healing is that I love thinking. I love philosophizing. I love analyzing. We need to do that. On a human level, we don't, we aren't able to make the changes that we need to make unless we do that. Okay. We can't. There's something about bringing it to the cognitive, but making our decisions there because the cognitive only knows what's been inputted. Right. You, You think of a calculator, you know, um, even an abacus, right, going way back. Uh, think, of, think of a computer. It only knows, it can only do what it's been programmed to do or what the input is or what the program is or the application. And when we're using or connecting to and, and, and receiving in, in that way of using um, our higher self or connected to the higher self and we're more going into divine mind or infinite mind or the innate intelligence of the universes, 
we're using that mediating intelligence that we have of the higher self to poo, go up the astral and expand, we're going beyond cognitive thinking. We're going beyond trying to figure it out. And so there's just a little bit of a switch here where our default position is more the soul, which means it's more and more the intuitive. And so if you, one way is definitely meditation. You know, being in nature, um, you know, recognizing what are thoughts and what's in between the thoughts. Who's watching the thought? That's another process. Who's watching the thoughts? Trusting where these answers are coming up from, this inner guidance. I had a really good uh, question on my um, Insta and uh, from Kai, I believe from Sweden. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, Kai, if you're from um, Norway, but I think Sweden. Anyway, um, was saying very often, and I can vouch for this myself, that he was saying that Sometimes fear, he doesn't know the, what's the fear, the, what is the intuition or is it fear? What, you know, it gets in the way or emotional state. That's for all of us. I don't care how gifted or well-trained. We all have our little area. And so where the emotionalism comes in, the answers are distorted. The messages are distorted or we don't see it. And this is why I suggest, and again, you can get it free on my soulplayground.life um, is projection perception and i have the basic five-step emotional clearing process on there which you can just copy and paste if you want the advanced version i don't know you can get it on itunes or i think you can get it on my website you can get it on my website under soul path tools uh journaling it's something to get the slate clear sometimes being in meta contemplation meditation where you're allowing the fears and thoughts to come up and just witnessing them because they will move on their own. It's all just it's all just energy anyway. Beliefs are just, you know, they're they're held in place, they're animated or made alive or true by us holding them, essentially believing them and and focusing on them to some degree. So, yeah, we need a regular little way to kind of clear things out so that we can get to our inner truth or the or the deeper guidance. And I would say also when you're Seeking answers is ask your higher self. Ask, you know, or journal it. You know, ask God. Ask all that it, you know, I need confirmation. You know, if you're working with guides or your higher self or, you know, guardian angels or, you know, spirit guides, ask. You know, go in nature and ask. I want three confirmations or I want three to five confirmations or I need a message. I need an external confirmation. Now, sometimes, and sometimes it comes through in our dreams, sometimes we're working on a deeper level of trust and connection to that pipeline, to source energies. And so our, our confirmation won't come until we're already confirmed it ourselves, cause, until we feel it in the body. And it's usually not, it usually comes in that neutral zone, right? That's why they say a flash, a flash of insight, a, fl- a feeling. Unless, I always use the example, unless you're like getting ready to cross the street or do something and all of a sudden you, it's like, ah, pull back because there's a car coming. Okay, well, that's a different kind of situation. But mostly in the everyday, it's this kind of, um, okay, Bob is putting a place of my knowing and my knowing has no words. Yeah, well, some people it has words. I mean, it comes in different ways. Some people, I mean, I've been in, 
channeling sessions, you know, doing mediumship work, where the person that's coming through, I've actually smelt cigar, cigar smoke. And then I later found out that the person that I was channeling, their uncle, was a big cigar smoker. So sometimes spirit, the spiritual aspect or essence that's left behind will reconfigure in a way with, such a, with a situation or a symbol or an idea or an article or an um, activity so as to prove the authenticity of the channel. I had it one time with somebody with bowling. You know, this woman, they had been engaged great great love affair oh it was so beautiful and i picked up he died in a car accident anyways i was channeling him he showed me the car showed me everything that had happened and then all of a sudden he was in this room with all these bowling trophies and he's holding a bowling ball and i was like this is kind of interesting um there's all these bowling trophies and he's holding a bowling ball and apparently he was a you know a bowling you know avid bowler and was on a team and you know was really into it was not it was like a hobby, but really, like, I think he even competed or something, yeah, actually. So those kinds of things can come through. I mean, I remember years ago um, at Healing Earth Resources, their cafe, doing a clearing, energy clearing of the business and the side that had the cafe and being overcome with smoke. You know, I was able to pull myself out of it, and it turned out there had been a fire there. So again, some of this is that being or essence on the other side or this the situation helping us to know we're on the right track or it's actually in the timeline, intersecting on the timeline where you're reliving that experience but with a detached point of view to be able to relay the information. And I think bottom line is you got to trust yourself. you got to learn what your signs and symbols are, you know, because other things may work for other people, and they may work to you for a degree, but to get extra dialed in, extra tuned in or attuned, there may be something that's more individualized for you. It might be something more unique. You know, kind of like how pe- some people say, oh, you know, I know there's going to be rain because my knees hurt or something. You know, I have this, or my elbow itches, you know, or my palms itch, somebody's calling, money is coming, right? Or my ears are tingling, that means someone's going to call me. And again, if that works for you, and you believe it and it works and it, it gets confirmed over time, it becomes a habit. It becomes a tell. It becomes a way that you can tell what that, that information is that's coming in for you or that situation. So I hope this answers um, some of the questions that people had posted. I did share, you know, come and listen. Um, bottom line is as neutral as we can get emotionally into that you know, as the Buddha say, that middle way, that middle road, you know, the, the middle of our awareness, centered, uh, the more, more accurate, accurate our messages and our understanding is going to be. It's just like, it's just like that. Whether we're so for something or so against something, it clouds our vision. It clouds our, because then we're, we're, not, we're no longer in perception. We're no longer perceiving as much as we can clearly, clear sight, we're in projection mode. And that's the difference. Once you understand that, once you understand the triggering um, and you can clear the projection as much as possible in that situation, then perception immediately comes in. But again, the human, that ego part of us is taught to to judge, to do, and which is fine, which is good, but it's not about getting rid of um, 
this way of being. It's more about how do I integrate it in? How do I, in other words, if you know you're going to ju judge something or you know that you have a, a certain proclivity towards something or you, you have a certain idea that you really want to have happen, you need to acknowledge that and understand that. You need to bring that into the process instead of saying, oh, I meditated and I know that I got the answer. No, you need to work through the bias. Because you can still have your bias and get good information. It's not about getting rid of the bias. The bias is fine. It's just making decisions from the bias. Because sometimes what we want to have happen or we think is going to have happen may not happen or may happen slightly how we see it or the timing could be off or there may be steps before that to make it happen in the way that we want to manifest it or draw it in. We'll miss all of that if we stay stuck in the bias. So I hope that helps. Uh, let's get to callers. We've got our first caller here. Hello and welcome to the program. Hello, Hello? you're on air. Yeah, hi, you're on air. Hello? I think we lost you. Hello? 203, I think you're... Yeah, you're on air. Hello? Are you talking to me? Yes, I am. Oh, hi. Um, I couldn't tell because it didn't say anything that I was on air. Um, I'm calling because I see the number 33 so often every day. It just has to mean something. I'm wondering if you know what that means. Uh, I do. Okay. And what's your first name? Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Welcome to the program. Well, Thanks. I would first say, what does it mean to you to look at what it means, you know, if it's something about a time period or age? Um, numerically, 33 uh, boils down to a 6, and that 3, a lot of times it has to do with uh, self-expression, creative expression, um, love. It, it also has to do with stepping out into groups, so you may be connecting more with your soul group or people that are more like-minded is, is very often okay. a possibility. Sometimes with that six energy, there can be a sacrifice emotionally or you've had to sacrifice or let go of a lot. It could pretend losses or there has been loss. And that the sixth vibration on the, on the tree of life is tippereth. It's, it's about beauty, balance, it's love. So it's the harmonizing okay. factor. So it, it has to do with harmonizing yourself and your life um, and perhaps bringing more love into your life or opening to more love within yourself, self-love, self-compassion, and opening to that oh, through others and other, <laughs> and other means, which can be creativity, connecting with more like-minded individuals, um, but, it, again, so you've got the 33 uh, numerical vibration, but, again, as it breaks down to a 6, it has a lot to do with harmony, unity, and, and drawing in a soulmate or soulmates that are aligned. It has a lot to do with love, the frequency, that harmonizing principle of the world, of the universe, is love. It's that, it's that homeostasis. So... I would say you're probably drawing in more of those experiences or going to. And okay, it's, that when we good. see number does that yeah, when we see numbers when you see eleven eleven or one eleven and twelve 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 is a synthesizing energy. One eleven and, and eleven eleven are galactic numbers, they're like chiropractic adjustments, they're energetic adjustments, like a cranial sacral for our 
mental, emotional, spiritual body. I on my uh, blog Soul Playground dot life mm-hmm. I write um I think I have three or four posts on numbers and specifically those numbers. Other numbers such as you're getting Nancy are usually like like okay, help us along. When you're getting one eleven or eleven eleven, um it's I it's almost in like an energy that the... hmm? well, I'm sorry, the the cell phone I get I see a lot of double numbers. It's mostly thirty three. Like eleven is okay. another one. Okay, well, okay, so that tells me that it's about your effort because 111 and 1111 is more like on the right path, uh, you know, you're getting a tune-up, okay? The other numbers, okay. the doubled numbers that you're seeing, like 11, and again, 11 boils down to a 2, means that there's some effort you need to do. Like how can you open to more love or be more around people that you feel are like-minded or resonating? So it's 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 – a cycle that's having you participate. It's saying, look, this is what's up for you. This is what's coming in, or this is what you need to look at. How can okay. you participate more? That make, Does that make sense? Um, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I'm thinking I'm in a, a, a very stable, healthy, you know, relationship with my husband, but I'm just thinking maybe fa- some family members that I've been trying to desperately have a relationship with that have no interest, um, I don't know. Maybe I just something with that. I don't know. Well, um, there's healing there. Really... And and it, and but I also said self love, self compassion. So maybe you're giving a lot. Maybe it's also letting go of those people in love and taking what you're trying to help them or fix them and bringing it to yourself. Right. I think you're so it's probably a, onto something. So I, is it? Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I think so because I. I can be a little bit negative towards myself and I'm very aware of that. And I'm, I'm consciously always trying to be more kind to myself. And I recently uh, went on a retreat with a bunch of friends and we went to Utah and we, I saw a shaman and she did a soul retrieval on me and she was talking about some kind of ancestral thing that I've, I've been carrying. And then she did some kind of release or something. And I don't know, it's just something has changed. Something has changed in me and I'm aware of that, but the 33 has been, just so curious. It's like I think, oh, what time is it? Oh, it's one thirty-three. I look later. Oh, it's three thirty-three. It's just crazy how I see it constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that vibration. So it's what can you do to accept yourself more, love yourself more, catch those thoughts? Yeah, for yourself, catch those thoughts. You know, so much for all of us right now is up about what we call generational transmission, clearing that on the family lineage as well as ancestors whether it's personal ancestors or culturally, you know, within the human kind, we're really clearing, like we're getting into the bedrock of relating a relationship or structures. So that's up for so many people. But yours, yeah, you've got it there, the negative. So it's like working on that daily or playing with it, however you want to put it, having a focus of that, of self-compassion less negative, whatever yes. that looks like for you, whatever that is, it hypnotherapy, is it meditation, is it subliminal tapes, is it affirmation, whatever it is, but you're being invited to consciously work with it, consciously be in the process. I think that's the most important thing. It's it's not about, it's good okay. to get the healings and other people do stuff, but it's now about you taking this on for you. It's a sacred passage for you. All right, Nancy, okay. thanks for calling in. Great well, question. Thank you very much, Michelle. Have a nice day. You're so welcome. You too. Take care. 
Hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings. Hi, Michelle. It's in. Amanda. Hi, Hi, Amanda. Hi. Hi. So glad you took my call today. Thank you. You're so welcome. So I have um, a question, if you could help me for some insight. My husband's been sick for a little while, um, since mm-hmm. December, basically, and we know some of his health issues, but it seems to be going in a, I don't know, in some sort of way that now we're baffled and we don't know what's going on, and I'm trying to help him. Um, so I'm just asking for a little insight on how I can help or what's going on with him or direct us in some sort of doctor way or anything really that comes up that you see. Okay. Now, is there something with the, the, the I don't know, upper chest and throat with him? Yeah, so he had a yeah, heart condition we like, found out in December, okay. but the cardiologist told us that he is okay and doesn't want to see him for three more months, but the heart condition created anxiety. So right now we're dealing with oh, that's basically okay. some severe anxiety where he's not even able to drive, um, so he's on medication okay. for that, and, you know, that seems to be okay, but now... Um, the other night, he actually passed out in the bathroom, and we don't know why. I don't. I mean, I just don't know what's going on. Um, if it's, and so now, basically, like today, he couldn't stop shaking. This morning, we took his blood pressure. We had to do blood work. I had to take the day off from work, and you know, it's just I very overwhelming. I think it's high level of anx- Yeah, I think it's high level anxiety is what I'm hearing. Um, okay. And I don't know if his throat's closing a little or he's not getting enough air in, but I'm getting like the, yeah, yes. the upper chest. He said he's having, heart. Uh-huh. he's having issues with mm-hmm. um, where he gets, he almost chokes and he coughs. And yeah, like that's almost what like I'm feeling. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. Honestly, I would hear, I, I always believe in whole, you know, and even when I worked more in the healthcare field in the alternative capacity, um, a Western mm-hmm. or al. al- allopathic medicine allopathic is great um has its place but i would say because a lot of what i'm seeing generated now is uh, the mental emotional is meditation breath work maybe some kind of not jumping into things but yin yoga getting you know slower you know yoga think think maybe even pilates if he's open to that but especially yoga and i feel maybe like more yin more restorative and maybe not okay. a whole class, maybe just 15, 20 minutes or half an hour going somewhere. I feel he needs like a sacred, it's, he's scared. He's scared of dying. And okay. it's, you know, and he, I feel like he's even afraid to go to sleep because am I going to wake up? Am I going to be able to breathe? So I feel like whatever you can do to support that, um, mm-hmm. I've been seeing it with like when my little fur baby started going through, it's just like human beings, the anxiety of the body changes causes more stress and so sometimes even getting up in the morning you can watch his blood sugar levels maybe a little protein before sleeping you know um because sometimes when you have high levels of anxiety you can get dizzy you can pass out uh you can shake because you know you're constantly in a fight or flight so you're releasing all that adrenaline you know bit by bit a lot or like a like a constant faucet but I really feel he kind of has to look at this and go, okay, here, I'm in this position to integrate more of this, to find a bigger picture, a bigger reason, and then start okay. working from that. And then that's going to help him 
have a level of control because he's not feeling like he can control the situation, right? And so right. it's and I do not only overwhelming. things for me, yeah, mm-hmm. for like how he's feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like he acts like he's yeah. okay when he's really not okay, and I know that about him. And, you know, it's like I'm trying to get him to be more honest and just say, no, I don't feel good. No, this hurts. No, you know, um, versus rather, like you said, I absolutely think – that he is scared to go to sleep and that when he wakes up in the morning, it causes such anxiety that it takes him hours usually to be able to um, function in the morning. That's yeah. what we're kind of dealing with right but now. But see, he needs a routine. And honestly, most medications, they're like quick fix. But after a while, because as a hypnotherapist, I worked with so many, you know, psychologists, cardiologists, you know, uh, psychiatrists. I, I have so many therapy actually, Tim. That would be very helpful, you know. And there's things he's online a, you can get in yeah. YouTube. Hmm? Okay. Well, he is seeing he a therapist, like a mainstream. Yeah, that's not going to help. The cognitive, he, he, I, don't I mean, think it's so somewhat either. helpful. The thing is, he has to address not only cognitive speaking, but the physiological, the, subconsciously, what's happening physiologically is the fears that are there that he may not be acknowledging right? Um, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. So I would say he, if he's open to it, if he's not, you're going to have to just be present to his process, you know, maybe him even journaling. You know, he may not want to tell you everything because, again, it's like how many times I have to repeat the story. And also I feel with him it's a lot about a loss of control. You know, it's scary. It's scary. Okay. He's not able to just whip this into shape, Right. So, oh, exactly. I, yeah, I feel yeah. like, right, yeah. So I feel like if he can find a bigger meaning or purpose for this and segue into that, that this can be managed and healed to some degree or completely, but he has to look at the bigger picture of what does that mean holistically. You know, he has okay. to or live like this. Yeah. Right. All right, Amanda, exactly. I'll send you some healing light. Thank you light. so, so um, much. Sorry, you both are going through this. It's a, it's that's a, it's a tough one. It's a, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Okay. Take care. Take care. Okay. Going to try to get to as many callers as I can. We have a lot of people in the queue. Before <clears> our <throat> guest, hello and welcome to the program. Hey, Michelle. We're on air. It's Christine. Hey. Hello. Can you hear me? Who is? Hi. It's uh, you just. It's Christine. You're, what's your first name? Christine, hi Christine. Christine. Hey, how's it going? Christine, hi. Great. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, Okay, I just have a question about like finances and jobs because I feel like I don't know if like the universe is like playing a game on me or something, (laughs) but it's like (laughs) I'm right now in this like in between phase. I'm applying to all these jobs. I'm not, I haven't really gotten anything back, but also like the in-between jobs that I have, um, they're not only, they're not making me enough money, but also it's just like, I'll like set up some gigs here and then like, it'll get canceled or like, I'll show up and like, it's actually another day or you know what I mean? So like preventing me from even making money, things that I'm like hoping for. Um, and so I'm like trying to be patient and just like, navigate this time but I'm just wondering if you know any like do you feel anything or see anything 
like opening up soon because I just kind of well, just, like, I do. But here's the thing: but one of the things is you've got we've got you know what are five or six planets retrograde, um, you know Mercury and Mars. It was conjuncting um, uh, Mercury, yeah, Mercury in Leo. Rather, it was conjuncting Mars at one point. Um, I don't think it still is. I'd have to check. But what I feel is what are you doing in the space when you're waiting? And you're right. All you can do is navigate this. It's it's pointing yeah. you to um, time, energy, money, but yourself as a resource and where do you actually want to put your time. So I feel like you going through all yeah. of this is actually bringing some clarity. You know, it's actually bringing yeah. some clarity about what it is you really want. So you're getting less a patient with, well, I don't want to do that anyway, you know. I'm yeah. going to put my energy over X, Y, and Z. So right. that's part of it from your higher self. Part of it's your higher self. Not everything is orchestrated by us. Otherwise, we'd be egoic. That's why I hate when people, you know, that haven't trained psychologically that say everything is projection. No, then we'd be, you know, megalomaniacs. We'd be, you know, megalomaniacs. Uh, some things just ha- do happen, you know, maybe on the most expanded aspect of our being, it's tied in and there's some, you know, synchronicity. Right. There has to be some, obviously, resonance. But some of the things that are just happening, like why is somebody driving and they get stuck in traffic and somebody took a different route and they didn't get stuck in traffic. So I wouldn't overthink it. Some of it, I feel, is situational, is circumstantial. Yeah. However, yeah. how you respond to it and how you are positively in an empowered way using the downtime, using the block, using the delay, that's where your lesson is from your higher self. It's learning how to to get clear about what it is you really want and go for that and how can you positively use the delay. Yeah, I think, yeah, because I feel like like during my downtime, like, I mean, I do so much yoga, like I can't do any more yoga. Like, like, I've been meditating and 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 diving in intuitively, but then, like, other than that, my time is so preoccupied worrying about where my next paycheck is coming. But see, that's why. It it might be meet a friend. And And you bring up something really, 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 really good, and I have this with a few of my clients and a few, you know, one or two friends, that get stuck on a routine. They have to do yoga. Or they have to go to the gym or they don't feel good. Or I don't do this daily. I'm, I'm re- no, but your soul may not want to do that daily. Your soul may not want to do any more yoga. It might be yoga out. It might not do what you've done enough. Medi- you've got your yoga down, your meditation. It may want to go to a cafe and hang out and chit-chat. It might want to go to an art gallery. It might want to go to the lake. It might want to go to the mountains. It might want to hike. It might want to go to the beach. It might want to take a drive. It might want to jump on a trampoline. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? So you have to to shift the energy, to up-level it, to raise your vibrational frequency. You have to bring new influences in. That's what a lot of this is, is about. You know, where is your exploration? Okay? So, yeah, yeah. it's not in – I know we all kind of get like that, like, well, I'm doing the self-care, I'm doing this. But, you know, it may yeah. be – Sitting on the sofa, and chomping just, on some yeah. avocado chips. I don't know. You know, it's, no, no. but oh, you're only going to know in, right? Yeah. Because I've been trying to, like, take the – like, even though, like, I don't feel very financially stable, I've gone on more trips than I ever have in my entire life. Like, saying yes to, like, hanging out with friends, like, doing things that I normally wouldn't do. Okay. So I'm just one. you know what I mean? Like, that's last it. minute, just, like, and I'm just like, what else? I know that it's 
pushing me to something else, but I'm just like, what is it? And I'm just like, I just don't know. Well, like, it, it's the put. It's, you know, it's, it's not. So you're looking at the result. Yeah, but it's only it's pushing you to something else, and that something else is doing something differently and now getting more comfortable. In other words, you said, I normally wouldn't take these trips or I normally wouldn't see my friends. I'd be focused on this. So now you're living differently. You're living more expansively and more trust, self-trust, trust trust in God, trust in the universe. See, so that's the result. That's the end goal because you can't go to your next level without this level of trust, right? Yeah. There's going to be some leap of faith, risk, chance, some something that you're going to have to say yes to, that if you were living in the old way, you would probably be too fearful or, would, or it would pass you by. So it's look at it as what you're doing now. Now it's about making that more of your habit or default, a healthy habit, you know, that you're able to listen to your intuition and go meet that friend or, or go have that activity or whatever it is. Okay? So that's that's the result, at least on this part of the path, for you. Okay. All right, Christine. Okay. Job yeah. is coming. Everything. I, for so many people, it's August twenties on of August. Other people will be September and through the end of the year. So that's. It's really fall. I'm seeing. Is where the big changes are going to be for so many people. I keep saying it's like a slingshot. We're all held back, and then the, the rubber band goes you know, or the powder okay. cannon, boom. So, yeah, that okay. is what I'd have to say. All right, sweetie, you take care. Okay. Thank you. You oh, too. You're so welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Hello, you're on air. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I'm actually talking to you. Um, I've been listening to your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've been listening oh, to your podcast cool. for, um, for like a couple of months now. So I'm very happy that I finally got to connect with you. So, And I'm following you on Instagram. I just started that. So. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, you saw that in my last post. I, I talked a bit about that. I wanted to talk about yes. that. Yes. Um, so my name is Emma, um, and uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, so I guess this year it began, like, difficult for me, and the summer is when I really felt these, like, strong emotions um, that brought in, like, remorse and regret and guilt mm-hmm. over um, relationships from the past, like, transgressions that I, you know, that I had done to, like, previous relationships. And um, the year began with the end of a relationship, actually, and that was kind of tough. Um, and then also with the move, I had to move back home, um, and I, going back home was something that I did not want to do at all, but I just had no other place to go. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like now I'm in a place where I'm trying to become more spiritual. I'm trying to clear this energy because I do want to, um, I, I do want to, I guess, reach my higher self. I want to know what my passion is. Um, currently, I, I work as a librarian, and I like, I like what I do. There are aspects of my job that are great, but, you know, it's work, and I want to be able to tap into 
creative energy that I have. Like I, I want to write a book. I want to, I want to do those kind of things or speak, um, public speaking or something. But um, I know that I need to make some changes. And I guess my question is, um, with regards to relationships, I want to clear this terrible energy from previous relationships so that I can make space mm-hmm. for like my twin flame. I want the next person to come in and for that person to be it. I don't know if I can handle a relationship that ends the way my previous two did. Um, and also right. in regards to like career, um, just making a change to doing like my passion or discovering what my passion is. Do you see any of that for me? Or feel any First of, of all, it? I think you really need to journal. You really need to journal to get all of this out because you're having this opening. You've had like a first level awakening. And there's mm-hmm. just all this, I want to change everything now. Now, first of all, I would say focus, journal, get stuff out, voice note, journal, draw, paint, get all these feelings and these thoughts out of, and, and, and write down what a picture of how you want your life to be. What are the qualities of the life, lifestyle, where and how you live, and the qualities of people that you want to draw in. Okay, that's going to help focus. The other okay. thing I'm going to share with you that, as a metaphysician, spiritualist, also as a as a therapist, you know, working with thousands of people now, hundreds of, you know, hundreds of couples, thousands of, you know, single people, or you know, in private sessions. Mm-hmm. This there's this notion out there, and it's erroneous that we clear to a certain level and then we draw in the one. It, it a lot of it depends on your soul path and your emotional state, you know. But a lot of it is emotional state emotional development or your emotional state, but also your destiny, your path. I know plenty of people that were, you know, not in great position, you know, or were dating somebody mm-hmm. or married and, and ending that and then met the one and everything's perfect. And I know people that have waited a year, six years, seven years, 15 years. And I know people that did all the inner work and then it didn't happen. And then those that didn't do any inner and it did happen. So mm-hmm. I think you have to kind of let go of that. And just focus okay. on being the best version of you, of what you want in your life, and then begin from that place, begin to decide what you want to draw in. Just being ready is a big step. But I do feel for you there is things that you need to do, you know, lifestyle, and then you've even said work-wise, right? So right. That's, your, that's your focus. But you keep it open to date, you know, whether it's going out more, you know, extending, whether it's online or telling friends or just just being in different social groups or situations, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual groups, church, centers, synagogue, whatever, where you can connect with more people. So if okay. you up-leveling your whole life, that's what you're doing. But the, but the cornerstone of it is you individually. Does that make sense? Yes, yes it does. Good. All right, Emma, keep us posted. Excited for you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So very welcome. (laughs) Take care. Take care, Michelle. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the program. You're on air. Uh, Aloha, Michelle. It's Zoe. How are you doing? Hey, Zoe. Welcome. How are you? You're my last because I've got. Good. I know there's other callers in the queue, but our guest is on the line. So, if you didn't get your call I'll, answered I'll or question, yeah, then call I'll back. I'll make it quick. Uh, so, 
You know, I just thought of you today. I I went to your Facebook page, liked some stuff, and I thought, oh, she did move to Avalon, and not just. I thought maybe it was just a little trip, but you're there, so. No, no, no. I'm in Germany currently, um, actually. Oh, you are. Oh, Uh, okay. Well, great. Yeah, I'm still out here in Europe. Uh, My, my, definitely, my journeys have been on a on a different mission, but. uh, yeah, I want oh, to send my love to you and to Yoshi, of course. Um, Thank so you. I, I've uh, I've I've been on this very interesting uh, mission, helping all these different people through really intense um, healing. I'm uh, processes, which is really cool, deepening my my processes, and um, just really devoting more time to my YouTube channel because I, I it's helping hundreds of other people. But uh, like you were talking about earlier, this. Um, separating this in maybe emotional state or whatever it is a little bit has been a little bit of an issue. And I've been doing the journaling, I've been doing the meditation, and I've been getting um, visions of my partner and uh, me, uh, us coming together and all these weird, these weird things happening. And I've been mm-hmm. told, what I keep being told is, calm yourself, calm yourself, calm your mind, calm your body, okay? So I'm just wondering if I'm being, trying to be taught a little bit more patience or if it's oh, let's look at um, the learning. If I, yeah, if, if I'm if let's I'm supposed Zoe. to be. No, here's the I'm thing. Okay, I love this because we're all trained. Maybe it's because we go to this a uh, human school, uh, similar to you and the other one other caller. I, I don't know if it was Christine, but about the situational. I feel you're really learning patience, and you've been patient. However, I feel what you're going through is situational. It's circumstantial. So it's not yet arrived. The package hasn't yet arrived. Uh, All the puzzle pieces aren't together. So, yes, by default you have to be more patient, and you have been more patient, but it's not specific to you like, okay, Zoe isn't patient enough, so we're going to delay this so she can become more patient. I feel that the person (laughs) and people that that you're waiting to connect with aren't yet in alignment, aren't yet I can see the pieces. I can see the person. I can see other people around that introduce you to the person. It's all around, but it's not yet clicking. And so it's, again, it's like being in traffic. It's not our fault, you know, or we're driving through fog. It's it's not our fault. We just have to go slowly. I guess. Right. I guess really what my question is, yeah, I was contacted by his uh, his brother or whatever that's in another place. He's like, please just wait. Please keep waiting. Please be patient. I'm like, okay, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm not in a rush here. But yeah. my question, I guess, to you is, because I've been in Germany now for three weeks, right? Am I supposed to be waiting here? Am I supposed to be continuing my journey and moving on? Or am I supposed to be um, headed no back to this, the state or... You're to do what you feel called to do. You're not to to wait. This isn't a time of waiting, you know, unless it's deemed from your higher self or you're getting that message. But what it moves through what the openings, the the natural openings that are coming through, because things have a way of coming back around. So, yeah, it's not waiting on a situation or anyone. It's being in your natural unfolding. No, I just mean, like, am I supposed to be waiting in the place where I am? Am I supposed to be, like, extending – am I supposed to extend a visa? Am I supposed to get work out here, you know, uh, or am I, you know uh, – uh, And I've got to move on. I, I can't answering. really answer that. I feel like it's – I feel like it's – I don't necess- – I feel you traveling. I don't necessarily feel you're 
meant to stay in that one area. I feel like it's a it's a, a situation, a learning situation, a connecting situation. But I feel there's some other things that are opening for you, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I do. I do definitely. I do definitely feel that. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. I'm just making sure because okay. I keep getting all these calls to kind of come back to L.A., but I'm not feeling like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, then what you feel, trust your intuition. You know, tune in, meditate, get the clear, you know, get out of the emotionalism of it. Let that, let that cycle through and, and be with it, whether it's journaling, contemplation, meditation, going for walks. Just let it cycle through and then pose the question and then let it go and then see what comes back to you. Because right now you're pushed and pulled in directions. But I do feel there's some natural openings that are having you go through, you know, that's part of your path, part of your destiny unfolding, your soul's path. But you have to get clear on what that is. That's part of your path right now. It's part of your learning right now is, is learning to listen to what is right for you. Knowing whatever is meant to come back around will, you know, but you have to go through those steps, that you're, those doorways that you're meant to go through. Perfect. All right, sweetie, great Perfect. to hear Perfect. from you. Thank you so Lots much. of love in, in Germany. Hello, Germany. <laughs> yeah, Take all of care. my love to you. I know she. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Oh, great callers. If you did not get your question answered or reading, you can call back next week. It's now time for our awakening dialogue. We have Lama Paulden Drolma. Uh, she's the author of Love on Every Breath. She's a, li- a licensed psychotherapist, spiritual teacher, and coach. She's studied Buddhism in the Himalayas with some of the most preeminent Tibetan masters of the 20th century. Following a traditional three-year retreat under his guidance, Kalu Rinpoche, authorized her to become one of the first Western Lamas. She subsequently founded um, a Tibetan Buddhist teaching center in Fairfax, California. You can check her out at lamapaldin.org. And again, the book is Love on Every Breath. Hello, Lama Paldin. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Hello. Hey. Hello. Wonderful to connect with you. Um, Everyone is so needing meditation right now. <laughs> so this is so perfect. Yeah, and we, we always need to open our hearts to ourselves and everybody else. Ourselves. <gasps> that is it. And right? everybody I mean, else. That, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I've really been getting that part of, a, this part of awakening has a lot to do with self-compassion. And mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. Uh, right? It's amazing to me how we're, can be so compassionate for other people or loving, but that self-love and especially self-compassion kind of hits it on the na- you know the nail on the head, right? Compassion, right, for right. And I really feel that we need to have love and compassion from the inside out. We can't be treating ourselves terribly. We're in the center of our mandala, so if we're like throwing dirt in the center of our mm-hmm. mandala, then you know it it isn't really working the whole thing, you know. Does that make sense? That's a really good point. Yeah, I love how you put that as well. Why do you think, I mean, I know it's always been a theme um, and, and, you know, an important part of, you know, healing and empowerment, but it seems like even more now, I don't know, these last few years, uh, especially even last two years, it seems like this is becoming the, the idea of vulnerability and compassion for self. 
um, compassion for others too, but the self seems to be coming in. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that it's in the West, this has been an area of great neglect. I don't think that mm. it just, people didn't talk about it before. And I think a lot right. of people started realizing, I started uh, in the Buddhist uh, traditions in the West, a lot of us in the late 80s and 90s started realizing that Westerners uh, really feel bad about themselves, even to the point of a lot of people having self-hatred. And as we know, there's often a lot of just constant berating going on to the self. So criticism Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. So I think it's a question that this has been there in the West for a long time. You know, we feel like subconsciously or unconsciously like something is wrong with us, you know, that at the Mm -hmm. core, if people really knew who we were, you know, they'd find out, you know, that we're no good or not Mm -hmm. up to the task. So I think it's the revealing of that. The revealing it, that's what it is. Yeah, because unfortunately, I was going to say, and I, I find it even worse in spiritual groups and centers or when people start taking on the idea of helping or healing or being more on a conscious path the standard they're holding to themselves of not being vulnerable and being you know if they do anything you know miss what they consider a misstep or oh you know it's just this berating um so maybe it is kind of rising to the top more where there's more like you said talking about it which i find interesting you're right that's the difference that more people are talking about yeah. it. We've become more yeah. aware of it. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, as we're becoming more aware, people are starting to address it. And in the, you know, traditional spiritual lineages and teachings, I think they kind of, um, in the East, you know, there's this whole idea from Buddhism of Buddha nature that who we are is primordially pure and perfect mm-hmm. and actually awakened. We just don't realize that. We don't get it. And I think in mm-hmm. the West, but that had in just back to that for a moment, in living in the East, especially in the Himalayan countries and all of that, in terms of where Tibetan Buddhism has flourished, there underlying that is a sense in people, again, just unconsciously, but that they're really okay as they are. And sure, they're not perfect, they, you know, but in the West, it's quite different. There's a whole pervasive feeling of I'm not really okay as I am, you know, so there is, mm-hmm. I'm not up to the task, I'm not good enough or whatever. So I think, you know, that's painful. And so it is, it has yeah. risen to the surface as something we need to address. And, and actually, how can we totally and really fully love others if we're not even including ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all hear that, but in the dark of the night, the, you know what I'm saying, in the, you know, behind the, the doors, it's, yeah, what you're saying about the, the, the not being okay with self or loathing or if I change this or if I did more of this or how, if I, you know, work on right. myself enough. Um, how right. do we begin... Um, to shift this, to to have an understanding of self-compassion or awaken to that and bring that more in our lives? Well, I think a couple of ways. First, we need to, you know, the more we meditate, the more we should begin to be aware of the thoughts in our mind and then 
letting go of thoughts that are not productive or destructive. So we have to understand Mm. that we don't get ourselves to be a better person by berating ourselves. It just doesn't work that way. It's like yelling at a little kid and expecting them to be a better person. It really doesn't work that way. Secondly, Mm -hmm. um, in my book, Love on Every Breath, there's eight steps in this meditation. And um, one of the very important steps in the whole chapter on each step, but a whole, you know, chapter on this is about cultivating the self-compassion, self-love. And uh, there's a a process of really, uh, you know, contemplating yourself from more of a, a spiritual point of view, from a more awakened point of view, looking at yourself and really contemplating the struggles that that you've been through, the trauma you might have been through, all these different challenges, and and also really trying to get in touch with our own essential basic goodness, which is really mm-hmm. how we can feel into our awakened nature. And everybody has essential basic goodness at the core. For people that are, you know, really destructive, it's obviously very, very buried, and it might be a long road to get there, but it's still possible. And so we can connect in our hearts with our own basic goodness and begin to let go of the thoughts that are not helping anything and instead you know, we have to step back from ourselves a little bit in order to be, you know, really regard ourselves more in a neutral, open way and then develop the compassion and loving kindness for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So are you saying the first part is really the viewing in more of an open well, way? Is it's to really seen. look? Mm-hmm. It's really to see the negative thoughts that are going on and let those go just don't entertain those you know so Mm -hmm. it's the awareness of what's going on in the mind and not buying into those thoughts but seeing them when they come and just letting them go you know sweeping them out Mm -hmm. of the room yeah yeah not uh letting and then catch hold exactly now, you practice and write something that's dear to my heart. I learned from uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, um, Tonglen meditation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which can be quite transformative. Can you, for listeners, touch on this a bit and share the, where it came from and, and the premise and how to use it? And it's phenomenal how it works, which it's, again, in the West, we're kind of taught the reverse of it, right? <laughs> It's like mm-hmm. take the neck and mm-hmm. put it out there, you know. Um, yeah, so if you can touch upon that, that would be great. Well, uh, the, I've written on a, a specific form of Tonglen that is about a 1,000 years old as far as we know and came from an awakened woman who was uh, Kashmiri, came from Kashmir in the 11th century. And she's uh, very prominent in one of my Buddhist uh, lineages I've received from my teachers. Her name was Naguma. So she gave this extraordinary form of Tonglen. And so I've uh, detailed it in eight steps. It's never been fully written down before. It's been orally passed for uh-huh. the last thousand years. And I received okay. from my teacher and I also received it in three-year retreat. 
And so step by step, we move into it. And this form of Tonglen is different from the standard form that a lot of people have learned because before you, yeah, before you actually do the taking and sending uh, for yourself and others, and we can talk about that in a minute, but before you do that, you actually uh, have a sense of inviting divine presence or awakened presence to, uh, mm. and then allowing that presence to dissolve into the self and a feeling of becoming inseparable with awakened presence so that it's not our ego that is doing the transforming oh. of the suffering. Okay, that, wow, that's powerful. That's mm-hmm. really I could, mm-hmm. As you were talking, I was doing, I could feel it. Oh, my God, that's so amazing to connect in and invite yes. the presence. So that, oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. And then that helps us connect to our own awakened presence, divine presence. And this is a Tibetan Buddhist technique that's used a lot where you call upon the awakened being. And in the book, I give how you can adapt this no matter which religion you are in or if you're spiritual with no religion you can adapt it but say for example in a buddhist version you call upon the bodhisattva of compassion and then you pray that our uh, one's own awakened wisdom and compassion love will open and then that awakened being dissolves into me and then i become inseparable so that when I'm contemplating my own human self in front of me, I'm really doing it from the perspective of a much um, bigger wisdom presence. Mm. Wow. Okay. That. See, I love that. To me, it's like the higher self. I always say, don't make any decisions, or even in the inner work, let's. I might have some ideas, but that presence within really knows. You know, let's go. Uh, now, why isn't I got, well? I got a couple. The, the meaning is there a meaning to Tonglen? Does that mean something? Um, and it and how did it develop? Sending uh, it means taking oh. and sending in Tibetan, and so okay. our pure nature, our true nature, our actual awakened presence that is who we truly are in an ultimate level is a transformational uh, station in a sense. So. Within each of us, you know, our own true nature, and this is done in the heart chakra, this meditation with the breath. And so we're breathing in the suffering of, say, our ordinary self or of other beings. And as it comes into the heart, this brilliant light there, or Vajra of light, which is the embodiment, both the symbol and the embodied presence of our awakened or divine nature, that brilliant Um, manifestation of that that light of that transforms the suffering again so it's not our ego doing the transformation it's our true nature and this symbolized and held in this powerful light and then that transformation happens in our heart chakra and the the suffering is then transformed into light and into love and healing energy so it's kind of an alchemical thing that's happening. It's really happening energetically. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, and and the more we do this 
of meditation and practice, then the more we fill with love in our own um, pure being and our own awakened nature, which really is the nature of love and wisdom, is open to us and we can begin to feel that more inside of ourselves mm. as well to get in touch with that. But the And when the suffering is transformed into love, this brings joy. Because when we're filled with love and we're radiating love and healing energy, that feels very joyful. Mm, okay. Now, is it the energy, the feeling of it, it seems, is it, would it be synonymous with grace? Could you call it grace? That presence? Or what is it? It seems uh, to have a it's you palpable. Could, Chitty, you could. What is um, it? It's very what? palpable for sure. In yeah. Buddhism, they don't use the word grace, but from a theistic tradition point of view, you could use that word. Yes. Um, there's blessing. But it's that presence. Yes, yes. The presence. And grace okay. implies blessing. And there is blessing for us when we connect with awakened beings or divine beings or God or however, you know, uh, we want to um, think about that and, and connect, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying because there is a palpable feeling. You can really um, feel that presence. So that's amazing. So really calling it in, right. it, it works. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. And in the in the um, second step of the meditation, Refuge in Awakened Sanctuary, you also really call upon um, your own guides and teachers or whoever you're, uh, you know, whoever you feel close to, like Jesus or Buddha or God or whatever, you know, the, or the feminine versions of Awakened Presence, and call upon them to give us um, sanctuary to give us refuge and a sense then that our meditation is also held by awakened presence so each step of the meditation um, can be done alone or all in order for the entire process and it's it's really helpful to familiarize oneself and you can do that gradually, like even take one step of the meditation and do that for a couple months. And then the next step, add on. But each step is very profound and sets the ground for a complete transformation of ourselves and our own experience of ourselves and who we are. And this uh, tapping into and allowing to fully manifest our love and compassion, both for ourselves and for all other beings. So, getting the ego out of the way, this power comes is coming through. You know, connecting with us and that part with uh, yeah. what we have within. And is it that it then that aspect that takes takes over? Then there's the that's the process of it, so we don't really have to keep, think or do really anything. You're well, setting it up in a way. Well, it's co-created. Or do, no, it's nothing. It's nobody co- takes. Okay. Awakened beings or divine presence, they never take over because um, they're more like assists us, and we can open right. into our own true nature through connecting with them and feeling their presence helps us connect. Right. To what is ultimately true, but then in that the part of us of, takes over beyond the ego. Well, is what I'm saying. I, I that I part think, of us, yeah, or does I, it? yeah, 
Yeah, I think the ego. how I would language that is that rather than our ego consciousness doing it, it's our awareness itself, which is okay. um, much more free and clear of our habitual mm-hmm. patterns and everything. You know, of course, our, nature, our awareness is conditioned by our habitual patterns of ignorance, but as we meditate and begin to free and our awareness more from ego consciousness or, you know, um, be able to, as we learn to be able to step out of ego consciousness into a more neutral, awake, clear awareness, that's the part of us then that actually engages in the meditation. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, would this, yeah. It, now, um, Lama Peldon, would this help with, because you mentioned habitual patterns, would this help with breaking down, shifting, changing habitual patterns? Absolutely. This is a very powerful process, this Love on Every Breath, for doing exactly that. Mm, okay. Wow. And feels good. <laughs> yeah, it feels good, too. Yeah. So. Um, Tibetan Buddhism uses a whole lot of methods simultaneously to transform the entirety of who we are, our body, speech, and mind, our habitual patterns, our way of thinking about ourselves in the universe, and all of these things. So it's, it, it has very powerful transformational methods for helping us to, be, to become free of um, our own um, ignorance and negativity and to open more into love and joy into into wisdom etc mm-hmm. and now it's said I believe even your blog and in the book um, that transforming that pain into joy or that suffering through doing this again it sounds alchemical how does that happen I mean is that just a byproduct or is it a process to do that I mean can you logically or well, cognitive or focused yes. way or is that just a byproduct no it's it's a powerful co-creative process so as we breathe in our own human self or others another's uh suffering and again you know readers can acquaint themselves with this step-by-step process and then you can do it anytime anywhere any of the steps in like 10 to 30 seconds but we breathe in the suffering to the, our heart chakra, the powerful light of awakened presence, uh, inseparable with our own awareness, immediately emits a lightning bolt, which transforms that suffering and pain into love, into healing energy, really into wisdom. And then that it is seen as white light, which goes back into whoever you're doing the tonglen, the taking and sending for. And then they become, you imagine them becoming healed, filled with love and Mm. compassion, and then gradually awakening until they're completely at peace. Yeah. Okay. Now, it sounds like it's also a bit or good for forgiveness. You're working on letting go of resentments and things. Yeah, that's a good point, Michelle. I think when you're contemplating, say, for example, like with doing it for others, we start with people that are really easy for us to love. 
And then we might, okay. when we grow our capacity, we might move on to somebody that we have difficulty or that uh, we see has hurt us and we feel like we'd like to forgive them, but maybe we're not there yet. And I think it's really mm-hmm. important to not jump to forgiveness. Oh, good. Okay. I was just going to ask that. There. Yeah. We yeah. need to actually be ready to forgive. I mean, it's not good to push our human self, the ego self, when it's not ready. You know, it, it mm-hmm. won't forgive wholeheartedly in a real way unless we're really ready. So, so yeah. then they were And it sounds like that defeats ready. the purpose. That's not self-compassion, right? That's kind of defeating the well, purpose. Well, it's, it's false. If we try we're to not jump ready. to yeah. things and we're not ready, no matter what it is, whether it's courage or, I mean, courage is maybe different. Mm-hmm. We have to jump there sometimes. But like forgiveness or loving somebody or feeling compassion or feeling ready to do something, you know, we do need to be ready and on board, you know, just like if you're mm-hmm. going to jump out of an airplane, you need to be ready. Otherwise, you're not going to do very well. Right. So Right. So say, for example, there is somebody who's hurt us and we feel like we've developed the capacity to do Tonglen. So we imagine them in front of us. We anchor ourselves through the steps as awake presence, divine presence. And then we begin thinking about this person and not in any way making excuses, but just understanding their circumstances, what led them to act the way they did how their ignorance and habitual patterns of ignorance have led them to do things that are unkind or cruel or unskillful or, you know, destructive. And we can have compassion for them, understanding that this is not the best of who they are. This is their ignorance and their patterns acting out. And in that way, step by step, gradually in our own time and our own process, working with it authentically, we can come to a place where we, it's never about condoning the actions, but it's about forgiving mm-hmm. them because they acted out of their ignorance. It's like Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. It's exactly mm-hmm. the same like that, you know, in Buddhism as well. I think that's a true spiritual principle, like people act out of confusion, ignorance, you know, not understanding, and and habitual reactive patterns based on all that. And then, you know, so again, um, we can begin the process of forgiving them. Also, we, you know, it's still important to hold people accountable. It mm-hmm. doesn't get them off the hook for their actions. Right, but it's it sounds like in doing this meditation that whatever's happening with the other person, obviously there's you know etherically there's there's an opening for some kind of shift, but it's unsticking me. I'm I'm thinking if I'm right. doing this, whether from my right, is that what it? Okay, so even if it's Absolutely my own beliefs or thoughts about myself, Absolutely. is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly right, and. And, you know, we only can really change ourselves and we can work to transform and liberate ourselves into into our awakening, into wisdom and love. And so that's what we're doing. And when we let go of our end of the rope, lo and behold, sometimes people 
you know, there that we we have created a different space for them to show up in in terms of our relationship with them. And lo and behold, sometimes they show up, you know, in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, as you were saying, I'm thinking sometimes we're holding on so tight, whether wanting it, the, the situation of the person or not wanting it so tight that it's causing some kind of tension, you know, even in our own mind and body. And I, that's got exactly. to reverberate out. Exactly. And yes. why and I it's find causing this fascinating. Too. Yes, that's this, I find it fascinating this taking and the sending and that how long you said thousand years that they, they knew of this process or knew that this would work. Mm-hmm. I just find that mm-hmm. fascinating. That that's it's just, amazing, um, isn't it? Yeah, I really it is. And what are and the taking? What are we actually? You touched on it a little bit, but what are we actually taking? Because that sounds like that's the pro, the taking and the sending. Is well, it the is it the light or energy? What is open? Okay. What we're taking is we're opening to feel ourself or another's or a whole groups of people or all of humanity, whatever we're doing. We're opening to feel the pain and suffering of this being or all these mm. beings, and then we're, we breathe that into the heart, and it's instantly then transformed, as I said, by the lightning bolt of pure being of awakened nature, and then it's transformed into awakened love and compassion. So we're taking in the suffering. It's transformed in our own hearts through awakened presence, and we're breathing out the healing energy and love. So all mm, energy can transform beautiful. and liberate. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's the, pr- okay. And this gives it a way to direct it and create that container, that sacred space or container for this. Um, now, Lama Paulden, is this something that people practice as need be or is this a regular practice is this something that you could do daily or how does it or is it just different for everyone or what is the the tradition i guess on this well usually you would do it every day and it's great to do every day and um you could do a longer shorter version and i give a, a shorter version and a longer version in the book and that way, you know, it really develops all of this over time and it becomes very powerful. But also you could do it a couple times a week. But the, the main point is to become familiar with it so that you're familiar with each step so that you can do mm. any of it in an instant anywhere when you feel okay. the need or when the situation calls for it. And... So that's very powerful, and also sitting on the cushion and doing a whole practice, say in 45 minutes or an hour, that's extremely powerful too. So uh, both are really good, and uh, you know it's up to the individual how you want to go about it. But I love that mm-hmm. it's so portable and doable anytime in regular life. Like say, yeah. you know, this three-year-old years ago that I taught this to, she was feeling bad because. Uh, she would see animals that had been killed on the road and lying by the side of the road. And so she would do Mm -hmm. this for the animals. And it just felt, you know, so much better to her that she could send her love and blessing to the animals because she could feel Mm -hmm. the suffering of them being, you know, having been killed. Mm 
or mm-hmm. say say we're out somewhere in the grocery store and we see a parent being mean to a child, right? Or say we see mm-hmm. a homeless person that looks like they're having a hard time. We can instantly breathe in their suffering. It transforms into light, into healing, awakened love, and then we breathe that back out to them. To them, excuse me. Ah, oh, love that. I love the the tapping into that awakened presence, that power and presence. I love that you do that first. You're tuned, aligned, mm-hmm. you know, embodied, mm-hmm. and then that's oh, that's just oh, wow. That's very powerful. Yeah, it really changes it, doesn't it? It really mm-hmm. changes it rather than us just feeling like it's all me and my, you know, just my personality or ego yeah. trying to do Cause this. Honest, yeah, because yeah, I honestly had a little, though I liked it sometimes, it depends on who, <laughs> what I was doing, but that I did get a bit stuck on that part because it was my effort, you know, and so... Right. When you're going to the mat, you know, or the pillow to meditate, and it's tough with your efforts, it, sometimes it's very difficult to do the process of the meditation. You know, you just, you're in the place. Right. With, but this kind of hands it over that this, you know, let this come in so I don't have to mm-hmm. wrestle with it on my ego. Mm-hmm. My little mm-hmm. Michelle doesn't have to wrestle with it um, or try to be something well, or be it, somewhere where I'm not, not you know. It, Exactly. That was the other thing. Exactly. Yeah, that is absolutely right. And part of this is that we really aren't our ego, but that's what we're usually encased in all the time. And part of this is helping us to realize that we are way more than our ego consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's actually just a part of who we are. And not to be down on that, it's a part of our human right. being. Like, because we're human, we have ego, but we have legs and arms. We're not down on our legs and arms. We don't want to cut them off or kill them. We can appreciate our ego and love our ego, but, you know, we can also, from a place of awareness, try to guide our ego or help ourselves, you know, to grow mm-hmm. up or something. But but that's not the whole of who we are, and that's where this meditation in particular and you know all meditation but this has a mess very powerful method for helping us to connect into um, the much larger expanse and radiance of who we really are mm-hmm. well you're able to and tap really into, become you know, a life yeah yeah sorry yeah well being really able to tap into that, that. Yeah, and you, mm-hmm. right. Pretty powerful. Right. Yeah, that. Yeah. Because it's hard to get, like you, we said earlier, you know, just by thinking it or cognitively, you really need to have the experience. I find anyway, the experience of that presence, rather than, you know, trying to, co- kind of create it or conjure it up. You know. Right. Right. Connect in with and it that way. Thoughts are just concepts. They're they're basically useless unless we can put them into practice or unless we can actually truly experience it. Otherwise, they're just conceptual, you know. So we have to be able to experience all of this, you know. That's where the actual transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Transformation doesn't happen. Yeah. Pardon? Transformation doesn't happen. No, what were we gonna say? Transformation doesn't happen. Oh, it it it's it 
it doesn't, um, you know, there, that's where the grace comes in, I think, in a sense. It's like, you know, the ego can push a lot for transformation, but the real transformation mm-hmm. comes from a place beyond ego. Mm-hmm. I would so agree. Um, and the fact, I mean, just by you talking about it and just starting the steps, I could already so not only see but feel it. I could feel it. So it's that's mm-hmm. um, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Now, Lama Peldon, okay, um yeah, thank you for that. It was quite nice. Um, do you work with people, workshops, talking? What, what else? I, I know you're a writer, um, and you have your foundation. Yeah, yeah but, I have a um, Buddhist center, Suga City Foundation Buddhist. in Marin County in the San Francisco oh, okay. Bay Area. And okay. so I teach there also, and I teach at various places. I also do spiritual coaching. Uh, online or in person individually with people. Uh, I'm also a licensed therapist, although I don't really practice therapy anymore, but I do spiritual coaching. And, yeah, I've been teaching for over 35 years, and so, uh, you know, that's uh, that's part of the job in a sense, so to speak, job, quote-unquote. Yeah. Right, okay. Usually, um, most and lamas the... usually teach. Do they teach? Yeah. Travel and teacher, Mostly, teacher, yeah. Center, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's the, um, I guess, do you have uh, org is the best place for right. people to so, reach yeah. you? And your... Yeah, my website is org, and I'm also on Facebook, um, Lama Paulden. And so people can connect with me through there and uh, listen to uh, this recording and other uh, interviews and and uh, you know make appointments or see what's happening there. Okay, sounds great. I love what you're doing, and I just really appreciate you being on the program. This has been quite enlightening and very peaceful. I feel just instantly more peaceful. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be on the program. That's wonderful, Michelle. Thank you for having me and having this this really meaningful discussion with me. It's a real pleasure to speak with you. Oh, thanks. And you're welcome back anytime um, you, you'd like to, you know, or anything you have to share. I have an open door here for you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Much peace. All right. Our guest today was Lama Paldin. You can find out more information about her by going to lamapaldin.org. And we were talking about her recent book, Love on Every Breath. Got to tell you guys, I really did feel it, just as she was describing. Ah, the benefits of having a good meditation practice, you can just easily tap into that energy field. And I just love that this is about getting into that awakened presence, opening to the awakened presence, to connect in with the awakened presence within. I always like all of you. Your presence here uh, means so much to me. Thanks for spending this part of your Wednesday with me. And if you're catching this in the archives later, thanks for taking the time to tune in. Keep in touch. Insta, Facebook, Twitter, keep in touch. Uh, My YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache or soulplayground.life. Until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insights. And, of course, you guys, keep awake. I'm getting woke and staying woke.
Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you alone?